Good morning, my master marketer friends. Today is day 30, and I'm shifting gears here a bit. I am going to basically create an audio book of a conference I was at this week. And in doing that, um, I am going to share with you some of my revelations and my takeaways. So over the next probably 10 uh, sessions, I will work through that a bit. So this conference was WarriorCon 3, and it's a um, business conference for married men. And the idea behind it is for married men who want more out of life and to get um, a full balance in, in core, four core areas, body, being, balance, and business. So I'm going to jump into this a bit and talk a little bit about what I got out of the first section or session. And I'm just going to kind of go freestyle on it. So for starters, the big thing that I think we all do is we lie to ourselves about the truth. Not necessarily in a malicious way or harmful way, um, but we do try to make it seem better than it is or make ourselves feel better for the situation we're in. So one of the topics that started it out is, uh, one of my lies is I cannot be my true self. And if I'm showing my true self, others will, I will not be loved or respected. So I've struggled with this for a while, just making sure that I can be the authentic person that I am. And what I have found slowly over time is that when I do show my authentic and true self, I'm more genuine. People see that. Um, it doesn't feel as much of a business transaction as it does a authentic, helpful transaction. So I'm learning to be more authentic and that I can be loved and respected. And I've seen this throughout as I have become more vulnerable and more open. So that's one big takeaway for me and a positive thing for me. The next thing is no frame, no game. Um, the idea being you need to frame yourself in a way that people understand your perspective. So no frame, no game was um, discussed quite a bit throughout the conference in that the frame that you show up in is relevant to how you um, are respected and treated. And the idea that you want to be the most powerful person in the room, and that's the guy who has nothing to hide. So if you're authentic and true to yourself, then um, no one can find, can find fault in you or no one can find fault in you that you don't already know about or haven't already disclosed. And that it's okay to be just you. We walked a little bit down the marketing path and, and the idea is that your marketing sucks because you're hiding your success and you're hyping your business um, in general. So instead of being proud of successes, we always try to minimize them and we, we under we play them down so we're hiding our successes and the other times when we're not successful we're hyping our business as if it's better than it is so because we're doing those two things we're kind of over posturing and then and then hiding behind successes it, it doesn't show our true authentic self it's okay to be honest and say that um, we are successful and instead of trying to hide it and downplay it that we are genuine in that area the other point is I, I may not have a lot of stuff, but I can be the most honest person in the room and be the most authentic person in the room. And in that, people will gravitate to someone who's more authentic than someone who has the, the shiniest bells and whistles but has no substance behind it. Honesty and authentic, authenticity will build lasting relationships in business and personal, not hope and hiding. The other thing we talked about was just how we screwed things up at home and work. The beauty of this is that we can fix those things. Because we have screwed those things up, we have the ability to fix them.
one of the presenters had referenced how his biggest takeaway was when his wife and his kids said, I don't want you to quit on me. So the reality is our family needs us and our family needs us to continue to push forward and be there for them. We want to be ourselves, but also practically, how do we pull that shit off, right? We need to translate that into action. So I had this revelation this weekend too. Um, you need to honor your commitments beyond what your feelings are. So I was exhausted. I did not want to push forward this weekend. But I had made a commitment to myself and to my family to get a bunch of stuff done. And in doing so, if you take that and translate that into action, you'd be amazed how much you can get done. And breakthroughs only matter if you build some stuff. And we kept going down the path of the theme as I am a builder. What does that mean? It means I build and lead my teams at home and at work. At home, I build and grow my kingdom to make my family strong and safe. I build by showing love and stability. I help them become more confident in being their authentic, true selves. And at work, I lead my team um, by showing them how to grow. I lift them up and support their needs. I push them to see more in themselves than they currently see. And leadership is not easy. No one was ever trained on leadership. So it's a skill that um, takes time. The next section I found very interesting and entertaining. They title it the trifecta of insanity. And how difficult life is when you get into this stuff. And the trifecta of insanity is one, getting married. Two, adding children into the mix. And then three, starting a business. While it is crazy and insane, it will cause a man to grow to levels that most men will never experience. Trifecta is the game of kings. There are four stages of money, which is the next section we're going to talk about. Um, The four stages are the hustler, the entrepreneur, the CEO, and the king. And each of these stages have different dynamics and both strengths and weaknesses that need to be harnessed. And all four of these are areas that you need to harness and you need to grow into over time. So the first being the hustler. The hustler is the one who makes the money. Ruthless inside of you and requires you to make big money. Um, You know, this person has the fire. Hustler does not need a lot of details. Builds up a lot but also has a limited battery life. So the hustler must recharge and take some downtime. The other thing is the hustler only finds purpose uh, in the build to abundance, meaning they like to build the money, they like to grow the money. Once they hit abundance, they're comfortable and they will burn stuff to the ground and go back to scarcity. So my takeaway from this is the hustler is really... I frame it as the commission salesperson, whether it's cars or whatever. And I always think of that role or the people I've known in that role as they're great at growing money or bringing money in, but they don't know what to do with it. So they spend it as fast as they get it, and they're more often broke than they are um, having cash. So when they have cash, they have cash for short spurts of time, and then they're broke again. So that's what I view as the hustler and my take on the hustler. 
So the question is, where in the world have, has your hustler hurt or helped you? Hurt. My hustler has hurt me uh, in that I meet hundreds of people for lunch and other events, but I have no authentic connection to them. So I have no authentic follow-up or um, follow-through, and I don't stay in touch with them. So I hustle, but with no real game plan. And I have probably added two, 300 people in my LinkedIn network that I have had lunch with once, but I don't stay in touch with them, and I have no ongoing relationship. So the busy work um, with no payoff is very frustrating, and that's where my hustler has gotten in my way. Where my hustler has helped me is in the area of staying power. I have a high threshold for pain, so it has helped keep me in this game during both the, mostly during the challenging times. So when things were tough, I just kind of dug in and continued to, to push forward. The next area is the entrepreneur. And the area of the entrepreneur is to both make money and grow money. The entrepreneur has this realization that he cannot do it all, but must be able to be both make money and grow the money. It must be about sustainability and predictability. So it's taking the hustler to the next level and, and adding, adding more structure to it. The entrepreneur starts to build sustainability, but you also have to build, you've also built something to lose now. So in doing that, you lose some of the fire. So one of the points that he referenced was Conor McGregor and how when he had nothing to lose, wasn't married, didn't have kids, he was an animal, right? It was all about himself. He could go and go hard and had no one to worry about how he was perceived uh, or they cared about him. So once he had something to lose, married and has kids, now he lost a little bit of the fire. And the last fight he had, it looked like he just didn't have his, his game distracted about bigger purpose and the hustler kind of faded a bit. Um, it's because the hustler never had to deal with anyone else. It was all about the hustler. So I get it. So it's that kind of combination of, of continuing your fire and your motivation, um, but with some level of risk and perspective around it. The entrepreneur is, uh, is really about the revenue. It's about top line growth. So that's where you go from hustler to entrepreneur to take it to more stability and predictability. The next area is the CEO. To become a CEO, you must be ruthlessly committed to managing your hustler and your CEO. The main thing that the CEO does is keep the money. So the hustler makes the money, the entrepreneur grows the money, creates stability, and then the CEO wants to make sure we keep the money. The CEO is bottom line driven. So he's worried about profits. And the goal of the CEO is to continue to show positive results on the financials and that your bottom line income makes sense. You can have all the top line revenue in the world, but if you end up spending all of it or your expenses exceed um, your revenue, then at the end of the day, nobody takes anything home. So it's the CEO's job to focus on the bottom line profit side of things. And the CEO works for the king. The king is the next phase, phase four. And as you go from hustler to entrepreneur to CEO to king, you're evolving and you're getting higher levels of skill sets here and you're getting a broader perspective. The, starting with a narrow perspective with the hustler to the most broad perspective of the king. 
with the king, the king's job is to manage money and leave a legacy. Building something that will last. Having a bigger purpose. Willing to take a dip in profits for a bigger number down the road. So whereas the CEO is looking at consistency year over year and is being accountable um, on a year over year basis, the king looks at where are we going to be at in 10 years or 15 years? Or what do we need to do today to make sure we get there? So my big takeaway is is to kind of break these down. The hustler, he grinds. So he works hard, grinds hard. The entrepreneur always has a shiny object in mind. The CEO, focusing on the current year, biggest net income that they can provide. The king is focusing on growing employees, looking at the numbers, adding staff and training to grow a bigger kingdom and successful outcome in the end. The king is in the position that awakens all three other disciplines, the CEO, the entrepreneur, and the hustler. All the marketing, more money, will just add more chaos to the problems of the king, CEO, entrepreneur, and hustler. In the land of liars, the truth is received as a declaration of war. So what, you, what I have found in working with people is the more I hold them accountable the more authentic the conversation is. But when I have not done that and then I shift to becoming more holding them accountable, it does create a battle and an inner, inner fighting. And it is viewed as a declaration of war that it's one against the other instead of working together. The point of this is start waging a war against yourself. Declare this war on yourself and then raise uh, everyone up from the hustler, the entrepreneur, the CEO, so that they all get the best outcome from this. My big takeaway is I must daily fight to harness all four areas. I must work in the hustler. I must manage the entrepreneur, which for me means not taking action on all the shiny object ideas. I must keep an eye on the numbers and make decisions with the numbers in mind. And I must grow the company for a larger purpose, my legacy, growth, financial flexibility for my family. The last piece we talked about is taking these four people or roles and building out um, what your current foundation is and how you want to grow that foundation. So we start by trusting the voice and creating a fact pattern. And in doing so, we're going to do some sequencing. So start with what your current foundation is and build a frame from there. We're going to start by determining how much you're going to get paid next year and then back into the numbers from there. We're going to figure out how much you need to sell to hit those numbers. So start from the gross and work backwards into the revenue you need to achieve to get there. The next area we're going to work on um, is the foundational fact map. So um, I will pause here, do a quick summary, and then the section 31 is going to get into the foundational fact map and how to build this out. But I must determine my start, my gross, and my net income to determine how I'm going to make 2018 look and what, I'm sorry, how 2018 is going to end up and what I'm going to do to try and move forward in 2019. And once we figure out what our gross number is, then we can figure out what levers to pull and what areas we need to grow in or uh, put more time, energy, or resources in. So, my master marketer friends, this is... Day number 30 
and focusing on some of my takeaways from my conference. Have a great day.